Once more, what a delight it is to be in the house of the Lord. We're going to be in the book of Numbers, chapter 26, this morning, chapter 26. And we're planning on having this as our time in chapter 26, this Sunday. But on your way traveling back there, would you stop in the book of the Psalms for just a moment? In the book of the Psalms. It's good to see you, each one. It's good to see the, the group that's on Sermon Audio and or on Zoom. And we pray that this will go out on Sermon Audio and with much reception. Uh, we do not know the purpose of God in preaching the word except for what we read in the Bible. And he shared with us in the Bible that his word will not return to him void. But it will accomplish that whereunto it was sent. We claim that promise every day as we read it in the scripture. All right, here in the book of the Numbers, Brother Mike in his lesson brought up such a point, excuse me, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 147. I read one time that a Greek philosopher said, and he laid out at night on his back and counted a thousand stars. Now that, he wrote that in his book. There was a thousand stars. Well, when somebody invented a telescope, it went to 2,000 stars, and then 5,000 stars, and then, and then we heard that this, this great telescope out there that's not bothered by all of the stuff that's in our atmosphere has gone beyond, and then when they get to the beyond, it's beyond that. Well, it is spoken of here in Psalm 147, and it goes right hand in glove with our message this morning. Our message title this morning is God Can Count. God Can Count. Well, here in the book of the Psalms, verse, chapter 147, in verse 4, it says, He telleth the number of the stars, he calleth them all by their names. Now, it's amazing, the farther the universe gets from us, that even there, God has put a name on every star. And then for people to tell me that God does not know at this point, that he does not know the number of people that will be gathered at his throne in glory because he's waiting for them to do something, that tells me that that person doesn't know that God can count. God counts the stars. You know, another amazing thing about the universe is, as far as they've been able to see, there's nowhere else in this huge universe that there is a speck of life, except on a little bitty blue dot out in the universe. And here God has chosen by his free grace and sovereignty to plant life. That another thing tells me God can count. And he does it in the most gracious way and so would you turn back with me to the book of the Numbers, chapter 26. In Numbers, chapter 26, God commands a census to be taken. In, in Numbers, chapter 26, as we turn over there, in Numbers, chapter 26, we read these words at the very beginning. And it came to pass after the plague that the Lord spoke unto Moses and Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saying, 
take the sum of all the congregation of the children of Israel from 20 years old upward throughout their father's house, all that are able to go to war. Numbers chapter 26, verses 1 through 2, 1 and 2. Here we find that God not only can count, but he knew the count long before it was counted. These people are going to have an assignment, and they're going to go through the tribes of Israel, and they're going to come up with a number of people that are of 20 years in age and older, those who are capable of going to war. And they're going to come up with an exact number, and we'll read that in just a moment. But if you'll go to the end of the chapter, we find out that the Lord said this, at the very end of the chapter, in verse 64 and 65. It says, well, verse 63, And these are they that were numbered by Moses and Eleazar the priest, who numbered the children of Israel in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho. They're about to cross the, the Jordan River. They're about to go up against Jericho. They're about to do what God has had for them to do. And then it says in verse 64, But among these there was not a man of them whom Moses and Aaron the priests numbered when they numbered the children of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. Now in chapter 1 of the book of Numbers, we spent about a month looking at the first census that God had Moses and Aaron take. And they enumerated again all those who were 20 years of age and older, able to go to war, and they give us a number. When we were there, we discussed this and found out that God is a God of exactness. You know, when somebody doesn't round off and it gives you the exact number, we can appreciate that. When we find out that God said that there was, at the last two digits, were 39 instead of rounding up to 40, we find out that God is a God of exactness. And he has an exact number, and he lets us know about it in chapter 1 and chapter 26 of the book of Numbers. That's why the book is called that. Two censuses are taken in this book. In verse 65, And the Lord had said of them, They shall surely die in the wilderness. And there was not left a man of them. And the word save means accept except Caleb the son of Jephunneh and Joshua the son of Nun. Now God had told them years before this, 38 years before this, this is what's going to happen. Because those 10 spies came back with an evil report and they share with us that they had no faith in God, they did not trust God, they did not love God. In fact, they had no spiritual awareness of God. They only knew him from a physical standpoint and not spiritually. And we find with regard to Joshua and Caleb that there was another spirit in them. That is the spirit of the Most High God. That is the new birth was given to them. They knew what it was to be born again. And when you're born again, you don't have difficulty believing God. That is one of the gifts that God gives to every one of his born-again people is that he causes them to believe God. We believe him because he gives us the belief to believe him. Now, a very quick travel through this book. We're not going to read it all. We'll give that to you. But in the book of Numbers chapter 26, if you'll notice with me that every one of the tribes is counted. 
Now, Joseph is not counted because he had two sons, and both of his sons got to inherit. And Levi does not inherit, but they are numbered. And they are numbered from one month older. All right, let's just go quickly through this, and then we want to look at the message, God can count. If he counted all the stars and named them a name, he can certainly know all those that belong to him. And that's exactly what the Bible tells us. In the book of Numbers, chapter 26, verses 5 through 11, we have the enumeration of the tribe of Reuben. And there was 43,730. It tells us, go back there, and I'm going to read a couple of these, and then you take the time to read through the rest. They are important. God wants us to know that he is very careful on his numbering, that he has an exact number, and he's looking at every tribe and every people. We just heard that read over in the book of Revelation. Out of every tribe and every people and every tongue and every nation, he has a people, and they are his number of people. God can count. God knows his people. He knows from the very beginning to the very end how many will be in that great number. Now, we don't know, and we're told that. We are, we're not to know. We can't know. But let's just look here in the book of, of Numbers chapter 26, beginning with verse 5. Reuben, the oldest son of Israel. So he starts with the oldest son, the children of Reuben, gives us some of the family, and then it tells us there in verse 7, these are the families of the Reubenites, and they that were numbered of them were 43,730. Now we follow this through, and 11 more times it gives us this kind of information about each of the tribes. We have the number of Simeon and Gad and Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, Manasseh, Ephraim, Benjamin, Dan, Asher, Naphtali. And the total comes up to be, if we look at that, it tells us here in the book of uh, Numbers chapter 26 and verse 51, we have the total number of those who are 20 years of age and older who are capable of going to war. These were the numbered of the children of Israel, 600,000 and 1,730. That's how many were numbered. Now jump back with me, if you would, to the book of Numbers chapter 1. In the book of Numbers chapter 1, as soon as the children of Israel come into the wilderness of Sinai, the Lord again commands them, or beforehand commands them to be numbered. There's a census going to be taken. And remember that there is a difference by 38 years, and this number that we've just read about are those who were born in the wilderness and had not been part of that fall brought on the children of Israel, that judgment brought unto the children of Israel by those ten leaders, those ten spies that came back with an evil report. Here in the book of Numbers chapter 1, we read in verse 1, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, in the tabernacle of the congregation on the first day of the second month, in the second year after they were come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Take ye the sum of the congregation of the children of Israel, after their families, by their house of their fathers, with the number of their names, every man by their pole, from twenty years old and upward, all that were able to go to war in Israel. Thou and Aaron shall number them by their armies. And if we follow this down, we find in verse 46 of that chapter, 
Chapter 1, verse 46, it gives us the total. The list is the same. We have the, the different tribes enumerated, people in the tribes, and the number that was given. And in verse 46, it says, Even all they that were numbered were 600,000, 3,550. So in the first one, there's 603,055, and in the last one, 601,730. Well, all of that proves to me God can count. He has a number. And he has a number that's an exact number. And it took them time to count these people. But we find out the Lord has all that number beforehand, before the foundation of the world. Now, in verses 63, 64, and 65, we read there about God's judgment upon the children of Israel that all of those that were of a certain age and older were going to pass away in the wilderness. That's God's statement about that. They had this judgment, and we find in the New Testament that God reports to us that these all died in unbelief. That's the problem. They didn't believe God. And who gives the people belief? God gives them belief. Who gives them a heart to believe? It is God that does that. Well, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 2, and we would like to read three or four verses that have to deal with those last verses of Numbers, chapter 26. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 2, Deuteronomy, chapter 2, and verse 14 and 15, we read these words. And it just keeps bringing it up as we follow through the scriptures what God had to say about this. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 14. At the space in which we came from Kadesh Barnea until we were come over the brook Zered was 38 years. Why? Until all the generation of the men of war, isn't that an interesting word used, were wasted. Out from among the host, as the Lord swear unto them. For indeed the hand of the Lord was against them, to destroy them from among the host until they were, another interesting word, consumed. What a judgment that God had brought on the children of Israel in their unbelief. And that is exactly what God will do. He will bring judgment upon unbelievers. Now, we find a message this morning, Brother Mike brought. He spent a lot of time about one thief. There was another one there. You know what? He died in unbelief. All right. Join me, if you would, in the book of 1 Corinthians. This is again brought up in the book of 1 Corinthians. God can count. And he's sure about that. And he shares that information with us. And he's, he's not fooled. He's not caught off guard. He's not ashamed that he doesn't have the information. How many of us have had that time when we should have got information about a situation and it didn't arrive or we didn't pay attention? We didn't open the mail and we got something and we wish we'd have known ahead of time, but we didn't. Well, that's not a problem with God. He knows everything ahead of time. In fact, he has planned everything ahead of time, just as he planned what's happening here in the book of Numbers. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 5 and 6, the scriptures share this. 
But with many of them, God was not well pleased. 1 Corinthians chapter five or chapter ten verse five. With many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples, to the intent we should lust after not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. You know what's the only difference between those who died in unbelief and those who did not die in unbelief is grace. That's the only difference that God ever makes among the human race. It doesn't matter how good we are. In fact, we find out if we read the book of of Psalm Psalm chapter 14, Psalm 14, there's none that doeth good, no, not one. It's not our good works. And our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. We don't have any righteousness. So the only thing that we find out in Scripture that actually makes a difference is God. God makes all the difference. Those he smiles on, they have life. Those he does not, they continue in their deadness. Again, in the book of Hebrews chapter 3, we read this about this very incident that we just read about in the book of Numbers chapter 26. In the book of Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3, and there in verse 17 and 18, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, God reminds us again, as he has reminded us and reminded us, those people that died during that 38-year period, those were dying in unbelief. Now, in the next chapter, first few verses, there is some girls, their sisters, that come up to Moses and said, you know, we're not included in a position over there in the promised land. Our father died not because of what his, he's of the tribe that Korah was in. He said he didn't die because of that. He died in his own sin, and that is he just died. So they're given an inheritance. He didn't die in unbelief. They're given an inheritance. So there were those that died, but here, read with me in the book of Hebrews chapter 3, verse 17. But with whom was he grieved 40 years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest? But to them that believe not, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. You know, there's a rest that God has. We read some about it. Brother Lauren read some about it there in the book of the Revelation. Some rest. No tears. No worries. No sorrows. You know what? That begins right now when God saves us. It continues on through eternity. Then we'll really understand it. But it is a rest like no other. We rest from our works just as God rested from his. We no longer bring our works and try to trade them for righteousness with God. These people died in unbelief. What? They swear that they should not enter into rest, but they, but to them that believe not. And then one other verse found in a very short book, one chapter long, Jude, chapter 1. Oh, there is only one chapter. And in verse 5, verse 5. The history continues on. God continues to remind people time and time and time again. What is that? That's the gospel goes out. 
Remember, we were ruined by the fall. Remember, we fell in Adam. Remember, in all those, in Adam all died. Time and time and time again, he reminds us of our history. He lets us know where we came from. Never get so proud that you think you've raised above that statement that God has made about us. Here in the book of, of uh, Jude, verse 5, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Now, he did a marvelous work, and it was a type and a shadow and a picture of God saving the church when he brought them out of Egypt. But we find that there was a whole bunch of those that were brought out were not Israelites. Now, they were by the name that they had their lineage. <laughs> they had their pedigree. They could trace their, their line right back to Abraham. And they could trace it from there to Noah, and they could trace it from there to Adam. Now, if you can trace it to Adam, you fall into the same circumstances that everybody does. And that is, in Adam, all died. Now, they were tracing their pedigree back, but they were not spiritual Israelites. God had not granted to them the salvation that he gives to his people. All right. I would like to say a few things at this time about numbering and numbers. Because... God can count. God has counted. He is not surprised. In fact, there is rejoicing in heaven over every one that repents. You know, it's just like the music sheet. I wish I could read music. I had a teacher that tried to get me to read music. And I, if I was slow enough, I could go F-A-C-E and every good boy doth fine. That's what it is. I could do that. But, you know, I couldn't look over there and say, oh, that's a C and that's a B and that's a so forth. It wasn't quick enough. I didn't have the mind for it. Or I didn't apply my mind for it. But you know what? God has this great sheet of music. Dan shared with me a picture one time of that a music score that, I mean, it had so many notes on it. And th this was just a small test for you to play to show that you, I mean, it was, ugh. well, God has a music note sheet that has everything that is ever going to happen happening. And on it, there are notes when he saves one of his sheep from their sins. He applies the salvation. And you know what? The chorus rings out in heaven and says, hallelujah, the blood of Christ is sufficient one more time. But you know what? There's enough notes for everyone, but not an extra one, and not one note too few. He's going to have them singing just as it happens. There's rejoicing in heaven over one sheep that is found, and this is by divine appointment. Well, turn with me there if you would. We just read there in the book of Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9, but let's read that again as we read in that verse of Scripture that God can count. God is a God of arithmetic, as well as science, as well as horticulture, as well as all. You know what he said in the book of Genesis about horticulture? Everything brought forth after its kind. And you know what? That is exactly where we fall in our human position. We bring forth our children after our kind, just like Adam did. And you know what? Every one of them, even as kind and nice and sweet as they are in infancy, they are all fallen in Adam. And they're all dead in trespasses and sin. 
And as one man said, that child is just as cute as it can be. <laughs> Here in the book of Revelation, chapter 7. One more time, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. Keep in mind, God had a census taken. Then he had another census taken. And the numbers are recorded at the end of the census, exactly as he determined. It doesn't tell us how many total people there were. You know, that's how scholars come up with, there might have been three to six million people. Well, we have 600,000 that can go to war. Then we're going to have children, and we're going to have mothers and dads. We're have brothers and sisters and all that. And they come up through some manipulation of numbers and say, well, there's approximately three to six million people. Nobody knows for sure but God. And the rest is surmising. All right. After this, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After this... I beheld, and lo, a great multitude. One thing, John was not granted the time to count. And number two, it says he couldn't have counted it. It's a number that no man could number. There, after this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, This is the church. Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Now there's a number that no man can number, but that number is known of God, because God can count. He counts all the stars, and he has them all by name. And you know what? He counted all his lost sheep, and he knows their name. And it is so much knowledge about it that he's written their names down in a book before the foundation of the world. It is called the Lamb's Book of Life. And when Jesus had a, his disciples come back to him and say, You ought to have been there, Lord. My goodness, we had such a ministry out there. And he, we had devils subject to us. And the Lord says, you know, be thankful that your names are written down in the Lamb's book of life. Don't rejoice in those things. Don't rejoice in your success. Rejoice in God's success. All right. So there's a number. Now, go back with me to the book of Romans. In the book of Romans, we have some more knowledge that God can count. It tells us here in the book of Romans, chapter, uh, chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9, and there in verse 27. Now, read this with me. This is Isaiah. This is a quote from Isaiah. How often we find the apostles, as they were used to write the New Testament, how often they were given a passage of Scripture by the Holy Spirit, and this passage of Scripture from the Old Testament, because that's all they had, and then from that, the Lord God, the Holy Spirit, would reveal unto them the truths that lie in those verses of Scripture, and they could share with us the truth of the gospel. That God is a God that can count. And here in the book of Romans, chapter 9, verse 27, Isaiah also crieth concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, 
What's next? A remnant shall be saved. Now, if you go back over to the book of Isaiah, it says, except the Lord of Sabbath should have a remnant, then we should have been as Sodom and we should have been as Gomorrah. What does that mean? We should have been condemned with them. And without Christ, we will. All right? And then if you look at with me in, in the same book of Romans, chapter 11. Romans chapter 11 and verse 26. Romans chapter 11 and verse 26. Now, he knows how many was in the remnant. He knew exactly how many was in that group of people, 20 years, males, 20 years of age and older, that were prepared to go to war. He knew exactly how many there were, and now the people did. Those tribes knew how many were each and God is going to use that number for the division of the land. He's going to share that there in chapter 26. If you have a great number of people, you're going to get a greater piece of property. If you have a fewer number of people, you're going to get a lesser amount of property. That's what he's going to use it for. But here in the book of Romans, chapter 11 and verse 26, So all Israel, uh-oh, we just read a remnant. Now, that word remnant is used in another verse of Scripture where it says a remnant according to the election of grace. A remnant. He knows the whole number, but he knows the number that's the remnant. And then he tells us here in the book of Romans chapter 11, verse 26, so all Israel shall be saved. You know, there's many people in the world today that have miscrossed information. They hear something or they read something and they go to the Bible to prove something. Now please, go to the Bible. <laughs> read the Bible. Don't read the book on modern what's happening in the world. A young man this last week asked me, what do you think about what's going on over in the Middle East? And I says, I think about it about the same way as those people that were in 1917 in the United States. We don't know what great confrogation was going to happen. <laughs> world War I, terrible. Nations across the world were in conflict. But you know what? I know this, that God was going to save his number he moved somebody to hear the gospel that would have not heard it where they were. And the same is true right now. This is not the end of the world. When the end of the world comes, God's people are going to be in the air. The last person is saved. This is over with. And here it says, So all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, There shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. We have a promise of a Savior coming. We have a promise of a Savior coming that can count. A promise of a Savior that will not be surprised. We'll not be surprised that Saul of Tarsus was breathing out threatenings of slaughter. He already had him marked that someday, very soon from that point, someday he is going to go against everybody's prayer about Saul of Tarsus. 
I can, I'm convinced that there were people praying, Lord, kill that man. Now, he's, not, he's going to go against their prayer because it wasn't the will of God. His will was that this man be saved. And he was saved on the road to Damascus. And he was saved, not by his free will, but he did make him willing in the day of his power. So, all Israel shall be saved. There is a number that is called all. All Israel. There's a remnant. John chapter 6 and verse 37. John chapter 6 and verse 37. Read this with me as we find that the Lord shares this, that he is not a fool. He has a number. He can count. He was given a number before the foundation of the world. He became a surety for a real people. He was promised to stand in the place for a group of real people. Now, only a fool would be a surety for an entire mob of people. Do you know what a surety is? That's someone that's going to pay their debt when they don't pay it. Boy, I've been told not to be a surety for people in your own family. <laughs> but to be a surety for a mob that had no regard ever till eternity passes? Well, here we find that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be a surety, and this is who he's going to be a surety for. All that the Father giveth me shall come unto me, and him that cometh unto me I will in no wise cast out. Now, in that word all is a number that you and I don't know. That's a number that no man can number. But from the other side, God that can name and not, no, let me turn that around, can number and name all the stars, no, can number and name all those that are in that all. You know, you can say, all the stars belong to me. And then we find a verse of scripture that says, all of them are na named and numbered by God. Well, here we find the Lord Jesus Christ declaring, all that the Father giveth to me. In John chapter 6 and verse uh, 36, I guess I read the, John 6, oh, verse 36. But I say unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come unto me, and he that cometh unto me I will in no wise cast out. And verse 39, and this is the will which... Uh, is the Father's will which has sent me that all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at the last day. I know the number. I know math. I designed algebra. I designed quantum physics. I designed it. And I know the number of my people. In John chapter 17, and I appreciated what Brother Wayne Boyd did with John chapter 17 when he was here in John chapter 17, he went through a few verses of Scripture that just declare to us that God knew exactly who he was dying for. He goes through the John 17 and brings out, there's one, two, three, four, five different verses of Scripture in here that God knew exactly, Christ knew exactly who he was dying for. He had a number, and it was a clear number, and it was a number he knew. And he knows them by name. And he has their names written down in the Lamb's book of life. And he's already been a lamb prepared for slain. He's been slain from the foundation of the world. He has them in mind. He, he has their names graven on the palms of his hand. He's not going to the cross for a mob. He's going to the cross 
for the church. In John chapter 17 and verse 2, we read these words. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. There is a number that God knows. All right, in that same chapter, verse 6, it says, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me. And they have kept thy word. How did they keep their, the word? By the power of God and his grace. Those guys, they lied about God. They ran away from God. They left him alone. He's just like you and I. They were. God didn't predict that they would do that. He purposed that they would do that, that he would be alone in his death. All right? In the same chapter, verses 8 and 9, For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And in verse 11 of that same chapter, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. He can count. God can count. And he knows the number of his people. In verse 24, of that same chapter, this is recorded. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. In 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, would you join me over there in 2 Timothy chapter 2 as we find these words about the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19. We have this wonderful verse of scripture, and it says, Nevertheless, it looks like things are rocky, doesn't it? It looks like things, the world is coming apart. Oh, if it could, it would, but it can't because it's contained by God. By him, all things are held together, consist. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the foundations of God stand assured. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. He knows the number. He knows the number. God can count. And it goes on to say, let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You know, that's a wonderful thing, that those that are in Christ, iniquity has been taken care of. There is a wonderful verse of scripture found over in the book of Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah chapter 53. This passage of scripture, in light of what we've read over in the book of Numbers and through the other places that we've stopped by this morning, just sit chills up and down my back. It was so good to read this. Isaiah 53 is just a good place to be anyway. But in Isaiah chapter 53 and there in verse 12, there's the word numbered here. 
It says, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul into death. Now notice this. And he was numbered with the transgressors. Oh my goodness. Right in the middle of all those that he knows from before the foundation of the world, you're going to find the lamb, the sacrifice, the one numbered with the transgressors. He is with them. He is by them. He is in them. He has died for them. This is the one that is numbered with the transgressors. He's the one that knows them and has their number. He's the one that was numbered with them. He's the one that was numbered with the transgressors. And what does that do on behalf of the transgressors? It puts sin away on their behalf because he was numbered with them. He knows the whole number and he is numbered with them. Oh, what a remarkable statement is made that not only does God know everyone that he is ever going to save, but he also tells us that right in the middle of them is one that was numbered with them. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ became sin for us who knew no sin. He had our sins imputed to him, placed upon him on that cross. He had bore out the very vindictive attitude of Almighty God towards sin. Judgment against sin was poured out upon him. And when he came through the end of it, he could say, It is finished. It is finished. All is said and done. He was numbered with the transgressors. And so he telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. He can tell the number of the church. And he can tell them all by their names. God can count. Brother Mike.